Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. Alrighty, alrighty. What's up, Ephraim? Hi, Tony. I'm so sorry. I was just rushing. Like, there was a bad traffic and crazy. I'm so sorry uh, about that, okay? It's all right, man. There's nothing to be sorry about. Stuff happens. And, yeah. um, you know, it's it's all good, man. It's all good. Stuff, stuff happens. So, I, I, I don't have a question about your you know, integrity or your commitment because, um, you know, you're getting something out of this. This is, this is your call. So, you know, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that. If, if I did, I would say I would address it in another way, shape, yeah. or form. You're you good, bro. You're good, man. Good. Thank you. No, no, need, to, no need to feel bad. No need to feel bad. No, we're good. So um, I would like to make a recommendation, though, and this is up to you, right? Uh, by the way, yeah. I just want to put in today's date. Today is February 14th. It is Valentine's Day. We are um, session two of six sessions of Happily Ever After. So, yeah, but this, today is Valentine's Day. Yesterday was Friday the 13th. Today is Valentine's yeah. Day. I think for yeah. most men, for most men, two days in a row of being on a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> Friday the 13th is bad bad luck. Friday the uh, yes. February 14th is, I hope I get it right day. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I hope I get it right. All the women are going crazy for this day. <laughs> and if you don't get it right, you're going to the doghouse, bro. I'm just saying. So, um, so anyhow... What I want to say is this, and this reminds me, I'm going to put a couple of uh, uh, funny uh, stuff on my fan page. Um, but what I want to say is this, in the future, should you ever decide to do so, I want to give, you, give this to you because I've learned over the years of doing these kind of calls. And sometimes you may have things on your mind that you want to say that you may not want to yeah. hear on the call six months or a year from now. So usually yeah. what I will do is I will have a clearing conversation with you in case you want to say something that you don't want uh-huh. on the recording. So, um, but, yeah. but I haven't, I didn't say that to you before, so I'm just putting it in now. Okay. Like, something I want to say to you on the call, what would it be like? I mean, I don't have uh, anything that I would say to you on the call. I don't know. You know, you might want to, you might be like, listen, man, I know we're going to talk about relationships, you know, my job or my business or you know, like yeah. I'm feeling sick and you don't want to hear that on your call. Maybe, you know, it's up to you. I don't care. I'm just telling yeah. you that sometimes people want to do that, you know. Yeah. Thank so, you so much, man. You're so uh, generous. Thank you so much. You know, I, I love it. Uh, I love our calls. You know, that I, I really see things that I can see, and I have a peace of mind already about many things. Yes. And uh, I would definitely recommend to my friends, who are looking forward to have breakthrough in this area of life, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um, so I'm all good. I'm good. on your okay. side. We are doing this together. You're not alone. Mm. And, uh, you know, like, I enjoy this. And I'm I'm sure, like, even the first week session, Yes. it's clarifying many things. Now I'm going to look at the gender differences. I'm sure there will be a lot of things opening up for me that I do. Yes. You know? So, yes. It's awesome. Well, I just want to 
uh, tell you something. Uh, it's just, uh, this is remarkable, you know, like, I mean, it's really, like, really great that you're doing this. I mean, it's a huge space for many people. And yes. uh, so I love it. Yeah. Thank you. My my pleasure. And I really want you to know that um, when by the end of this program, you're going to be looking at life at, at relationships as if they are as simple as I do. You may not have it as masterfully as I do. You have to practice it and be in it for a while to really get it fully. But, you know, when you go to driving school, you only got to do driving school one time, and then you drive in for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. Right? Well, this program is designed so you do the program, and then you don't need no more relation programs for the rest of your life. That's how this program is designed. That's my intention. That's my commitment. And, um, you know, uh, relationship counselors, coaches, and, and experts, they're going to have to find something else to do with their life if this actually this thing actually really kicks in. And, well, it's not much else to do except for talk about gender differences and dating. But in terms of, like, making a relationship work, yeah, and you'll see. You know, you don't have to take my word for it. You'll, you'll see it as time goes on. This is it. It's like it's amazing. So um, I just want to put that in. You know, you'll 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 actually agree with that more later, uh, probably as early as by the end of this session, because this session is is a killer. This session is like, oh my god, amazing. This particular session. So, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll get to it. So, um, what I want to know from you is, you know, what have you gotten from the first, you know, session, the first week? You know, our two calls. Where are you at right this minute? What are you present to? You know, anything transformed or shifted, whatever. I just want to hear how it's been since we, you know, talked over the first two sessions. Um, for me, um, well, you know, what I was dealing with, particularly in this area, was the breakup, right? Like, yes. um, I, this may be new to you because, you know, uh, if people want to have breakthrough in their relationship, they already have. Uh, I have a relationship that's ended, and I want to have a breakthrough in that. So. That maybe it's a little different, but for me, um, there were more times that I was feeling upset. Like, uh, what would I do things differently in a way this relationship would be different? That was a waste of time, and that's that's good enough. <laughs> yes, good, good. That was never going to happen. Eventually, it was going to blow out. You know, like that. That that's clear for me, and that allowed me to not to make not to beat myself up. That's one thing. Uh, good in my life, and um, and uh, I really also appreciate myself, love myself more. That I'm really a great guy. I just happen to be not the with the right person for me. I'm not making the other person bad. She's also a great person. I wish things would have been different, but it's not. So I'm moving on my way. So it was like I can say that. This is being able to say this that I, I'm a great person, she's a great person. We tried to have a great relationship, and for me, it was a great relationship. I had to end the relationship because of the way it was, it wasn't working for me. Even though she cried, blah, blah, no, no, let's not break up. This is, I made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. No, I cannot accept that. So uh, I was sometimes making myself wrong. Also, for that, like, should I have forgiven her? But it wasn't going to work out for me, you know? That's definitely a value or principle for me. And I'm not that, I cannot handle that. I mean, I don't want to live with that. I and mean, it will be harsh, hard for her, me having that in this space. So, so I, I, in that manner, I have more peace. Uh, that's one thing. Um, another thing is I'm up 
and open for a new relationship. Mm. So I'm gonna learning some great information which you spend many hours to put together, and I'm gonna have access to that. That's that's exciting. So, in a way, and also I'm also skeptical in a way for myself, or I'm questioning for myself. The first session, knowing about you, is that really clear for me? I'm not so sure. But by by the end of the program, I I, I I'm um, I'm thinking. Uh, I see that to myself that that's gonna be clear by the end of the six weeks because we're gonna keep talking more and more. It's gonna allow me to maybe uh, unleash more stuff about knowing myself. So yes, that's awesome. Love it, love it, love it. I'm so glad that that got recorded. That is like a tremendous testimonial, and it's only session one. You know, love it. It's like it's amazing because if you don't know who you are, what works for you. Nothing else is going to make a difference, man. It, it just won't. You'll learn new stuff, but you still won't know how to apply it. That's the problem, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, if you don't know the nature of a house, but I keep giving you new furniture, you'll put, you know, the baby uh, uh, carriage in front of the uh, the fireplace. You know, you'll put this, the, the the sofa in front of the door. You know, you'll do stuff that don't work, you know what I'm saying? And people don't yeah. know that that's what they're mentally really doing in their lives, with their relationships, with their finances, with other stuff. So when people have a fundamental understanding of how something works, then they could kind of like, you know, put the, the details to the side and just live in, an, in a form of expression, like in sports. So a guy knows how to play basketball, right? His, his, his skill set is so fundamentally sound, he doesn't have to think about it anymore now he could think about how to use what he knows in creative ways. Yeah, and so that's what that's why not knowing who you are gets in the ways because you're not settled enough to get creative. You're too busy trying to survive and not get it wrong. Absolutely. And I want to add right. something more. Just one thing more. Yes. You know, uh, in the past, I was also looking at this. I really like someone, right? And for me, it was like this. If I really like someone, this should work. Now, looking at the differences, like looking at the part that you're knowing yourself, it, I can acknowledge that this, this is what I learned also, that it's okay. You may really like someone, but it's okay not to be with her because that relationship is not going to work in the long term. That clarity is also great. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to be able to – I'm not going to be stuck with something or someone or some relationship anymore because right. I can acknowledge that, well, man, that doesn't work. Just move on. Right, right, right. Not enough gas right. in the car. Or I got the wrong gas for the car, right? You know, yeah, wrong I mean, tires. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Like you can close one chapter and move on to the other one. Before right. I did my Forum, I, I was stuck with this chapter, and yeah. I, I didn't know what to do. And I was on yeah. a relationship that never going to work out because I wasn't there at all. Now, right. now this is actually this I didn't I didn't uh, in landmark I was complete with her, but I didn't know yes. how to open the chapter because I was still making myself you only like her and it didn't work out it's because of you. You couldn't make it work, so I was kind of like blaming my beating myself up. Now I can distinguish I didn't know the distinction that it's over with her because whatever I do it's not gonna work. And it has nothing to do with love. It has totally related to the dynamics of a relationship. And yeah. who am I and who she is doesn't match. That's it. 
simple. That's it. It's real simple. It really yeah. is. So this is this is awesome, man. This is this is really great. Thank you. Well, Appreciate it again. All righty. So um. So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what gets in the way of relationships number two, which is not understanding gender differences. Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways of looking at that. So um, the first way is that um, not knowing that gender differences is like understanding how the opposite sex thinks. That's part of it. Yeah. But then the, another part of it is not understanding your role and how you best support and take care of or get along with um, your partner, you know, the opposite sex partner. And so, you know, when I first did this program, I was doing it for a mixed crowd. Um, what I mean by mixed crowd was um, it was straight and gay people in the, in the in the program itself. And so every time I talked about, um, every time I talked about, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, gender differences, they would check out because I'm gay, so why should I worry about gender differences? What difference does it make? And what, <laughs> I, wanted to, and what I wanted them to understand was that, you know, I was, you know, I was around gay men when I was in a men's team for seven years. There were plenty, not to say, like, they were in the minority, but there were plenty of opportunities for me to learn about gay men by being on a team with gay men, listening to them, telling me their lifestyle. And what I learned was that being a gay man only means that you're sexually attracted to other men. It doesn't mean you're not a man. And I had a hard time getting getting them to get that. But they got, you know, they either got it or they didn't, but they taught me that understanding the difference between gender doesn't mean you need to be attracted to that other gender in order to understand the differences because when you understand the opposite gender, it teaches you more about yourself. Because you'll be like, but I'm not like that. Oh, how am I? Oh, I'm like this. Oh, and then that's where the revelation comes from. Does that communicate? Uh, what I understand is that when you know the gender differences for your part about how you operate, when you distinguish how you operate and how you think, you will have yeah. a revelation in terms of understanding the other gender because you know your place and then you will relate to her place, however it is. I don't know that part, but yeah, that, yeah. You will you will understand yourself better because you'll be. Part of who, how we learn stuff is by knowing, by learning new stuff, right? Yeah. So part of us knowing who we are is recognizing who we're not, what we are not. So the contrast yeah. is the contrast of this is like me or this is not like me both give us who we are. There's a saying that I got from um, – conversation with God, I get a lot of those I, I memorize so many of those quotes it's not even funny, man. But one of the quotes is, in the absence of that which I am not, that which I am is not. What that means is, if I don't know what cold is, I can't describe cold or hot. If I don't know what tall is, I don't know either tall or short. If I don't know what rich is, or I don't know what poor is, I can't know either because I don't because one of them is missing. So if you don't have a contrast, 
to who you are, you can't really know who you are. Does that communicate? Yeah, if you don't have a contrast, meaning like if you don't know how you are, how, what you like, or if you if you don't know how you are or how you are not, how you are and how you are not is a contrast. And if you don't have a contrast about yourself, can you continue? Right. Yeah. You how do know you, yourself how, or? Exactly. You cannot really know yourself, at least not in that area. Yeah. So the more you understand how women are, the easier it will be for you to understand yourself as a man from the, from the perspective of gender. And it will also let you know what works for you. It will help you better to understand, get more clear on what works and what doesn't work for you. It just refines yeah. you and gets you to know yourself better. So I just wanted to yeah. share that, you know, um, and then, you know, we're, we're now we're going to go into the material itself. So. Uh, I'm going to read some stuff, and, and oh, one last thing. So um, this is one of those, uh, this session, session two, um, I don't normally do it the way I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to be doing this in two different parts. So today I'm going to do the part that's a part of this program. And then um, Wednesday um, I am going to do it. Something I'm going to add something to this program that I don't normally add to this program, and that is um, the top 20 differences between men and women. So um, this one is about how relationships work and how it makes sense to understand the opposite sex in terms of operating in the relationship. And most people that's been married for a really long time, they somehow understand this intuitively, though they don't have the language. But the part I'm going to give you next week, uh, you know, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever we, we next talk, I'm going to yeah. give you specific information about how men and women think differently such that you'll begin to be able to translate female into male. <laughs> um, but that's not normally a part of this program, but I'm doing it for you just because I can see how important it is for you. And, um, you know, since we're doing two sessions at once, I want to cram in as much pos much information as possible. So um, just want to let you know that. You'll get two different versions of understanding the opposite sex in this program this time around. Okay. So, uh, so we'll good. start with, yeah, yeah, do it. because, you know, <laughs> dude, women are a different species, man. They really are from another planet, except for they're from this planet. But it's a different planet on this planet, you know. So uh, <laughs> anyhow, let me just start reading the stuff that I wrote here. So why, okay. why not understanding gender differences is such a huge problem for any type of relationship? Number one, there is a real difference between how men and women see the world, and if that's ignored, you'll be blindsided by those differences. You'll wonder where the mix-ups in your communication came from, why people don't think the way you do, and a thousand other issues. Two, most people have both masculine and feminine aspects to their personality, and understanding both aspects allows us to connect with others more completely. Three, not understanding the differences prevents us from knowing ourselves. We learn who we are in many ways by understanding others in comparison. It's not that you compare yourself to others. It's more like others help us define who we really are by continuously noticing what's not us. 
Next, the na- the number one difference between men and women. I might have even said this to you, but I was going to say it anyhow. Men need to be successful. Women need to feel safe and secure. This knowledge cannot be thought of, kept in mind, or spoken of too much because it's the air men and women breathe. You can keep this in mind for the rest of your life and speak about it for five hours a day, and you'll still miss out on the implications of this fact. Men want to be successful, which is not the same as men want to win. Winning implies losing, whereas success implies everyone wins. In fact, that's one of the hallmarks of a mature male versus an immature male. The mature male wants everyone to be happy to succeed and to win, whereas the immature man only wants to win at whatever is important to him. doesn't have a problem with having losers around him as long as he's winning. If you're in a relationship with a man and you're not doing everything in your power to have him experience being successful, you may as well begin your countdown on how long it will take before the relationship ends. If, on the other hand, you're in a relationship with a woman, this could be family, work, or romantic, and she's not feeling safe and secure around you, don't expect her to be happy around you or because of you. Expect to be overwhelmed by the intensity of her emotional outbursts. Let me say that again. I'm going to read that paragraph again. If you're in a relationship with a man, if you're in a relationship with a man, this is for women, right, but still it applies to both sides. If you're in a relationship with a man and you're not doing everything in your power to have him experience being successful, you may as well begin your countdown on how long it will take before the relationship ends. This applies to employees, uh, you know, employers who don't help their employees feel successful. They'll eventually quit. They'll quit psychologically and emotionally first and then physically leave the door. The countdown begins. They can't win around their boss. If, on the other hand, you're in a relation with a woman, and this could be family, work, or, or romantic, and she isn't feeling safe and secure around you, don't expect her to be happy around you or because of you. Expect to be overwhelmed by the intensity of her emotional outbursts, which is really her expressions of fear and anger that you're not making her feel safe and secure. Women don't care about winning anywhere near as much as men do. But then again, men don't care anywhere near as much about safety and security as women do. Regardless of sexual orientation, the more you understand and learn about women, the more you'll come to understand yourself in particular and men in general. The contrast between how they think and how you think, how you act versus how they act, why you do what you do versus why they do what they do is of tremendous value to you if you're curious enough to find out. For example, the more a woman expresses her feelings, the more you'll be able to understand your own if you seek that understanding out. Throughout our lives, we learn a number of different we learn in a number of different ways. For example, being informed by teachers, parents, experts, etc. That would be teaching, personal experience, 
empirical evidence, whatever that is, like evidence that's like you know non non um, adjustable, like like inevitable, like inevitable, like uh, uh, unable to be disproven, as what they refer to as empirical evidence, whatever that is, curiosity, necessity, and I'll send you this this list, um, instinct. These are all the things that that we learn from uh, examination, repetition, observation, revelation, mistakes, and comparison. Again, throughout our lives, we learn things in a number of different ways. These are these are the ways. I'll run through the list quicker. By being informed or taught, personal experience, evidence, curiosity necessity, instinct, examination, repetition, observation, revelation, mistakes, comparison. As you can see, as you can hear, there are plenty of vehicles that can and will teach humans that are effective. When it comes to gender differences, however, the biggest learning vehicles are the following. Comparison, observation, and curiosity. Um, yeah, let's see here. Um, the, one of the top benefits of understanding gender differences is how it is how it helps us understand ourselves in comparison to others, whether they're the same gender as we are or the opposite. However, if you don't remain open-minded to the possibility that you can become a better human being by understanding others, you'll miss out on the education and personal development that comparison, observation, and curiosity can provide. So um, I'm going to leave it right there for now. I said a whole lot, right? So now yeah. I want to hear what you heard and what I was saying in any parts. You can ask me to repeat anything or whatever, but I'm checking in right now, okay? Uh, first, I, I, there was a moment I disconnected when you were uh, listing the numbers, a uh, yeah. number of things in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of like a little bit disconnected and get back and couldn't hear you. But I know that if I'm going like- to listen. Yeah. If you like, I'll just say it. I'll just say it again right now, just so you can be present now. You, you want me to do that? That would be great if you can read again. Okay, okay great. If you don't so, mind. No, I don't mind at all. That's why I'm checking in. So I started out. We talk about the uh, the three reasons why understa- not understanding gender differences is, is is important. Is that what you talk about in the beginning? Yeah, let's start with the beginning. Oh, right, great. Now, why? Not understanding gender differences is such a huge problem for any type of relationship. There's going to be three things we're going to say. The first thing is there's a real difference between how men and women see the world, and if that's ignored, you'll be blindsided, shocked, surprised by those differences. You'll wonder where the mix-ups in your communication came from, why people don't understand you, why they don't think the way you do, and a thousand other issues. That's number one. The second reason, and listen, there's many. I just come. I just came up with three, right? So yeah, the second, yeah. uh, right? The second one is that most people have both masculine and feminine aspects to their personality. 
And understanding both aspects allows us to connect with others more completely. When we know ourselves, it allows us to understand others better and then we can connect with them from where we are the same with them. And then number three is that not understanding the differences between gender prevents us from knowing ourselves. We learn who we are in many ways by understanding others in comparison. It's not that you compare yourself to others. It's more like others help us define who we really are by continuously noticing what's not like us. So if you are a peace-loving person but you don't know you're a peace-loving person, you will find out when you're around a bunch of angry people. You'll be like, but I'm not like them. I'm peaceful. And then you'll stay true to yourself being peaceful because you know you're not an angry guy. And that's what I, that's what is meant by that. Does that communicate? Yeah. Okay, great. All right. So, uh, do you, would you like me to repeat anything else, uh, or because or, I just want to check in and make sure you got what I was sharing? And and like I said, it was a lot. So. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, well, I mean, uh, so what did you read? Is basically uh, about the three, first. You are mentioning about the three reasons why we are not understanding the gender differences. There are three points no, in this. No, actually, actually, it wasn't the three reasons why we don't. It was three reasons why it hurts you because if you don't, that's what that was about. It wasn't. These are three reasons why we don't understand the opposite sex. No, this is three impacts of not understanding the opposite sex. So um, so I'm going to tell you the number one difference between men and women. I'll say it again, and I'll say it in my own words rather than just read it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when I talked about, you know, why uh, there's differences and, and why it hurts is because, um trying to um plug a one twenty volt uh unit into a two twenty volt outlet is gonna damage the unit, correct? Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, right? So mm-hmm. men are one twenty volts Women are 220 volts. We plug ourselves into there without understanding what's going to happen. We get hurt. That's why Valentine's Day should really be called, I hope I don't get in trouble day. <laughs> right? Because when yeah. women don't understand us, we don't harm them. They just don't get nothing. Right? If you take a 220-plug yeah. unit and you plug it into a 120-volt outlet, you get nothing. It doesn't damage it. You just don't get anything. It's like it's not plugged in. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So so not understanding gender differences hurts because you either put yourself in too much too much emotional pain or you won't get anything in return, <laughs> depending on who you are and what you're not understanding. So you need some kind of understanding. Oh, that's a 120-volt uh, outlet, and I'm a 220-volt unit. I got to get a translator. I got to get, you know, an adapter so that I can actually fit in there and, and like that, right, and vice versa. And so men are walking around at 120 volts. Women are walking around at 220 volts. And then we're wondering why we can't work together because we need an adapter. <laughs> the adapter 
is understanding the fact that that's a 220-volt outlet, and I'm a 120-volt unit. So that's why it's so painful, because it's two different levels. It's like you're going on to the third floor to do something, to meet somebody, but they're on the fifth floor. doesn't matter how long you're on there. You can talk on the phone even. But if you don't know you're on different floors, you can't meet each other. You can talk. You can argue. You can complain. You can miss each other. You can wonder why you're not meeting, but you won't meet until you're on the same floor in the same place. So not understanding what's most important to the opposite sex hurts the both of you. Even so, so if you don't realize that women are walking around not giving a crap about success because they only give a crap about safety and security, when you start talking about sports and how you like your team to win, you just try to get her, you just try to plug your 120-volt unit into a 220-volt outlet. If she doesn't shut you down, you'll still get your feelings hurt one way or the other because she's going to ignore you. Now, on the other hand, you know, if if you're over there trying to, she's always trying to tell you how, how scared she is, even though she's never going to use the word I'm scared. Women are not going to say that. It's not. That's because they're indirect. They can't tell you stuff because they don't want to give you power because they already feel like they're powerless which is why they're indirect, among other things. That's a whole other animal, right? But if you don't understand that she needs to be safe and secure, when you hear her complaints, you will hear them as if she's saying you're not successful. You got to hear her language. You can't listen to it from your perspective. Does that communicate? Yeah. Um, the way they communicate that they're, they, they're not direct themselves, that they're not feeling safe and secure because they're right. scared, they're insecure, that's why they're indirect. And um, so this is how women operate. And they communicate that in a different way by ignoring you or not paying attention to you or they're not giving you what you, what you expect. Because they are, not, they are not safe and secure. Right. So if you hear your woman complaining about this is not fixed and that's not clean and that's not working and that's not right, what she's saying is I'm, I can see what can happen bad if these things don't get fixed. And even if she's not saying that, what she's saying is, don't you feel like I'm important enough for you to do what I ask you to do? Because one of the big things for a woman is that her man considers her important enough for him to do things for her. If you don't act like what's what's important to her is important for you to do something about and you don't take actions, she's scared you don't care enough. Uh That in and of itself will make her feel unsafe and insecure. I uh-huh. really need you to respect my wishes. Please clean this. It don't look like a safety security issue because she complains that you leave dirty dishes in the sink. 
But what she's saying to you is, am I not? Aren't I important enough for you to to take to uh, acknowledge my wishes? But how most men listen is, damn, she's bitching and moaning about me not cleaning the dishes again. She thinks I'm. She's talking to me like I'm some kind of dummy or a failure. Because that's your world. Everything about can a woman's you, world. Can you can, can you say this again? Yes. If she says, "Am I not?" Uh, if you start complaining, that means really what they're meaning is, "Am I not that important to you that you don't do my wishes?" And right. in men's world, how does how how we realize that generally? You're saying she keeps she keeps trying to get me to do something I don't want to do, and I don't want to do it, and she, and she keeps complaining. She she's treating me like I suck. I'm doing the best I can. And she keeps telling me where I'm not doing good. She yeah. keeps calling me a failure. Yeah. A woman's complaint, a woman's complaint in a man's ears is a failure. Yeah. A a um. Uh, no, yeah. To to the him, he's he hears failure. She's yeah. saying, "I need you to do this because I feel unsafe and insecure." And another thing she's saying is, "Because I know you could do it." The women yeah. only complain about stuff that they know you can do, right? Because we'll give you an example of what I mean by that. If you were talking to a 12-year-old kid who's autistic, mm-hmm. you would not ask him to drive you from Turkey to Italy because yeah. you know he can't do it. Yeah. But if you had a friend of yours who promised to drive you there, and he didn't, you'd be complaining. Why? Because you know he could, and he gave his word besides. Yeah. But if you know he couldn't do it, you just laugh at him when he said he would do it for you, because you like, man, you know, can't do that. Get out of here. So there'd be no reason to complain. So when people yeah. argue, scream, and complain at you, they're just yeah. mad because they know you could do it and you're not. Yeah. And, and, and at the subconscious level, what they're hearing you say is, you're calling them a liar. Yeah. Because they know you can do it, and you're not. So why aren't you doing it? Right? So that's how women is like, if you don't do what I want you to do, especially if you agreed to do it, now you don't think I'm important enough. And if you don't think I'm important enough, one day you're going to leave me alone when I need you most, and I'm going to be scared, and I'm going to be in trouble. And that's what their brain is thinking. Yeah. In the meantime, she's over there complaining because she wants you to see how important it is for her to feel safe and secure, that you make her feel safe and secure. But us guys, since we focus on success, the only thing we're thinking about is, damn, she keeps pointing out everything I, every mistake I make. She's speaking safety and security. You're listening failure and success. Yeah. So when you start talking about say, of, uh, of success to a woman, you know what she's thinking? You start bragging about your stuff, or you start talking about your stuff, you know, about what you did good or what you're going to do good. You know what she says to herself? What's that got to do with me? Yeah. The reason why she's thinking, what's that got to do with me? She's saying, how is that going to make me feel safe and secure? I don't care about your win. I just need to feel safe and secure. Now, here's the funny part. Women don't care about safety, about, about success. But the only way a woman is going to feel safe and secure is with a successful man. 
the only reason. way women, the only way women are gonna feel safe and secure if they are with a successful man. Yes. That's interesting. Ask me why. Why? Because a successful man is good enough, skillful enough at doing everything she needs to make her feel safe and secure. Hmm. A man who's successful at hunting to protect his woman from any animal in the forest. A man who's successful at making money and running businesses to make sure that she never runs out of money, resources, time, or freedom. Or maybe not time, freedom. A successful man who is uh, skillful in the arts will always make her look and feel successful and make her feel safe and secure because he's got pull and he can make anything happen. Women don't recognize that their safety and security is dependent upon our success. They only hear the success part. They don't know how success applies to, facilitates, and makes the space for their safety and security. That's you you now having this conversation with me. You need to know that when she's complaining, she's really just saying she's not feeling safe. And your job is to be successful at making her feel safe. Mm-hmm. You do a good enough job, it becomes a game for you. Uh-oh, she's scared again. Let me take this scared away. Because I'm successful at making her feel safe. I'm successful at keeping her from feeling scared. So she can play, she can be scared all she wants. All she's doing is giving me another puzzle for me to win at. That's how it is for me now because I understand it so well. And you never can predict what's going to make a woman feel safe and secure. I don't care how smart you are. You can't predict it. But you can see in hindsight, it's sort of like, um, how can I say? It's sort of like uh, watching a, a baseball game or a basketball game, right? You got the announcer who's saying, you know, uh, uh, Kobe Bryant passed the ball to, you know, Kevin Durant, right? And then at yeah. the end of the play, but at the end of the play, so you don't know what play is going to happen, right? They run a play, you don't know how it's going to go, right? So you watch it, then you're yeah. amazed at how it went, right? But then you got the yeah. color comment, then, but then you got the color commentator, and the color commentator says, "Oh, did you see this play? That play? Let's do the replay. Let me tell you what happened." And then he describes that play in full after the fact. But the color commentator or the announcer cannot tell you what's going to happen before the play starts, before the play ends. They can only tell you yeah. what happened afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. That's the best you. That's the best you could ever do with a woman, bro. Is <laughs> be an excellent color commentator. You're never going to predict what's going on with her, but you can start uh, noticing. I, I I didn't understand this conversation. Maybe it goes too fast. Okay, uh, let me try it. Let me slow it down. Let me slow it down. Yeah. So women are unpredictable. Yeah. Part of the reason why they're unpredictable is because they don't know what they want from one minute to the next. They don't, want, they don't know what they want one minute, one minute to another? Yeah, most of, much of the time they don't know what they want because they don't know what they're feeling. They don't know how they feel. Hmm. Women, women's feelings show up way quicker than their ability to put words to their feelings. So when they're feeling something, they don't even know that they're feeling it until they slow down later. Yeah. So women, so women don't know 
women are unpredictable because they often don't know what they're going to say or do from one minute to the next. Now, women who know themselves are much better at this, which is why you want to be with a woman who knows herself as much as you're going to know yourself. Yeah. But, as, but especially for the women who don't know themselves, you can't, they can't even predict what they're going to do from one minute to the next. You have no shot at being able to predict what they're going to do from one minute to the next because they don't even know what they're going to do. So how are you going to know, right? Is that clear now? Yeah. Like so you didn't know. What those, those, those women who know their feelings are better than those who doesn't know their feelings because those women who know their feelings, they know themselves. And if they know themselves, they know you as well. Yes, they and know themselves. Yeah. And, and women yes. get, where they get stuck is basically if they don't know themselves, if they, don't know, if they cannot put a word to their feelings, that means they don't know themselves. If they don't know themselves, they will never know how you are. Right. They don't know you as well because they don't know themselves. Right. But those women now, who recognize their feelings are those women that they know themselves, and you, better, you have a better chance with those who know themselves because they will know right. you, and they will treat you the way you would like to be treated because they know you. Exactly. So here's what's the deal around this whole thing, right? So you'll never be able to predict what a woman will do no more than what a woman will be able to predict what you'll do, at least not for a really long time. Now, can you say this have... again? Can, can, yes. can you take it? The, the, okay. yeah. the woman? Women, a man, it's almost impossible for a man to really be able to predict what a woman will and will not do, um, especially in the beginning. Okay. After a bunch of years, he gets to be able to predict a little bit better. But women yeah. are unpredictable by nature. It's just, yeah. it's just unpredictable. They don't even know what they're going to do, right? Even the women that know themselves well, they still yeah. have times when they don't know themselves, and they still have times when they don't know how they feel, but they still take actions anyhow, which makes them unpredictable. Men are predictable, and we got to work at being unpredictable to our women because that's what's going to make us attractive to them. They don't want to be with somebody that they, they can predict. They hate that, actually. Like yeah. ick, right? He's boring, right? But now, um, you will be able to see tendencies and understand her the same way a guy that keeps watching um, a video of basketball players will be able to start really seeing what kind of moves does this basketball player make or what kind of plays does this team do? Not because they'll be able to predict moment to moment, but they'll be able to understand fundamentally overall. Does that communicate? So what you're saying is basically you have to start observing women like you're watching a basketball game to predict what will be the next move, next strategy is. Exactly. Like the way you observe a game, you're going to be observing women constantly until you get to a point that you really know how she is. Yes. But, but so again, they're, going to be, they're going to be still unpredictable, and you're going to be still looking at what's possible. Right. So 
so what it will look like is, you know, in in a in let's use in basketball analogy again, and then I'm also going to use hunters hunting because hunting is like really the key aspect yeah. for us in terms of understanding women, right? Because a hunter cannot walk over to a deer, put his arm around a deer, whisper in the deer's ear, and say, "Excuse me, Mister Deer." Um, we really like you, and we want to eat you. So we want you to tell us when you're going to stop, so we can shoot you and take you home. We can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ain't gonna happen. That ain't how you get deer, right? You got to watch them and anticipate their next move, and then shoot them and take them home. Yeah, right. So, so in basketball, what happens is you get enough video, you will get a really good understanding of what a player can do or not do, what a team can do or not do. And you can even analyze, you know, using metrics the same way they do in sales and business and other things. In these situations, here's the probability that they're going to do blah, 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 blah. You can't predict, but you can minimize the guessing. And that's the best you're going to be able to do with your woman over time. You still won't be able to predict but you can minimize the risk, and sometimes you'll guess right, but don't count yeah. on it. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? So you, you, have, you really have to have a hunter's eye with your woman because they don't even know, and they can't tell you. And even if they could tell you, they don't want to. So you'd have to really pay attention and be in her world because my understanding about you know the difference between men and women is Women have a greater capacity to understand us than we do of them, but they're impatient, and so mm. you can't count on you can't count on her to understand you. You have to understand her, and if you understand her, then you could manage the relationship to some degree because you'll be able to keep her from being unsafe and insecure. And when a woman is feeling completely safe and secure, she's a lot of fun to be around, man, especially if you're the reason why. This is going to be a great recording to listen to again, though. You listen to this in another month, you're going to be amazed. And you're going to agree. And listening to how you listen and how you've been applying this, like the hunger with which you've been putting this into play which for yourself, you're going to own this one in about a month to two months tops, man, really. So um, you still there? Uh-oh, I think he dropped off. It's all right. Wait till you come back. Um, I wonder, should I tell a joke or not? How quickly can I tell a joke here? Um, so uh, so this, this, this couple, this family goes on this trip. Uh, in the uh, desert in uh, in Africa, uh, in the jungle, actually, part desert, part jungle, right? And they go out there, and they're on a live safari adventure, right? And so um, hey, I'm gets out of, I'm, that's right, fine. I'm telling a joke. I'm going to tell a joke. I'm starting. I'm going to finish it, okay? So um, uh, this family goes on this uh, safari jungle adventure in Africa, and uh, yeah. you got the kids, the wife, the husband, you know, brothers and sisters, the, and, the, and the mother-in-law and the father-in-law, right? So they go out, yeah. and, um, and but, the, but the husband, he don't feel like going out. I mean, he's driving, but he's just chilling, right? So uh, eventually his wife, she runs back towards the car and screams, 
honey, 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 you got to come, you got to come, you got to come. She's panicking. She lost her mind, all of this stuff, right? So he finally, the husband gets out. He's, like, wondering he wants to take care of his wife. He goes, see, look over there. And what's happening is there's a lion, and he's, the lion is cornered her mother, his mother-in-law. And he looks at that situation. He shakes his head, and he turns around and goes back to the car. And she's like, what are you doing, honey? Come on, can't you see what's happening? And so the husband says, yeah, I see what's happening. And that lion got himself into that situation, and lion's going to have to get himself out on his own. You didn't get it. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I, today I have some attention issues. You will observe. You will get to know me better in the days to come. I guess. Okay. Sometimes I cannot focus, and I think what what I got is this: uh, the woman is seeing a lion when they're driving. Right? Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying. And, and then and then she's scared, and she says, "Honey, honey, look at there's a tire. There's a there's a lion, right?" Yeah. And then the lion yeah. goes away, but she was just scared. Is that what it is? No, 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 no. Let me let me say it again. Let me say it slower this time because this is a to me it's a killer punchline, right? The punchline. So you know the woman you know screams and calls get her husband. Her whole family's out in the field looking at you know the animals. And she screams and says, "Look, honey, look! Come on, you got to do something about this." And what the husband sees is that his mother-in-law is cornered by a lion. Okay. And her mother, and, and so the husband looks at that situation, looks at his wife, shakes his head, and he walks away back to the car. And his wife is thinking, he's crazy. Why are you leaving my mother like that? And then, so she says, what happened? Why, what, you got to do something about it. And so the husband says, that lion got himself into that situation. And now that lion is going to have to get himself out. What he's saying is, <laughs> the mother-in-law is so mean that that lion is in trouble. <laughs> Not the mother-in-law. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. man. I got it. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, because some women are so mean, man, they could kill a lion, right? You would think, right? So that's what he's, yeah. he saw. It. He's, he's, he's like, the way she kicks my ass, she, that lion's in trouble, man. Let me get out of here. And so... <laughs> I, I ain't helping that lion. That lion's on his own. That's what he's saying. Anyhow, that, that was, was my joke. Guy, guy's thinking. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So that was that was my joke for today. I see that jokes ain't gonna work necessarily, but you can laugh at it later. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay, good. There you go. All right. So it's important for you to understand the number one difference between men and women is that women look for safety and security. And men are out to be successful. We have to be successful. We have to look at a legacy of our successes. Otherwise, we don't feel like ourselves. We feel less than. And so we need to know that when women are speaking to us, they they don't care about success. That's not their world. They think when we're practicing being successful that what we're doing is playing around and being egotistical. They don't know that playing what we're around, doing. Playing around, playing around and being what? And being egotistical. Egotistical. Yes. Like egoist? Egoist? Yeah, like ego. Ego, yeah. yeah so instead they think of being successful, we are being egoistic. The men. That's what, that's what women think. Right. 
Yeah, that, that's what women think we are being selfish, whereas we are trying to be successful. Right. They think we're being childish, we're being petty, we're being egotistical, we're all about competition. That's what they think. But they don't understand us. They don't understand that what we're doing when we're playing cards and we're talking smack with each other or we're playing video games or we're watching Sunday football, they don't realize that what we're doing is practicing being successful. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. Yeah. So this we is a, need, this we, is a good distinction. Yes. They, it's our, if they don't know it, it's our job to translate it for them. We can't count on them to figure it out. We need to help them figure it out by translating or by taking actions that support them, make them feel safe and secure, and all of that stuff. So, so what we can help. do when you coach women? Like, okay, man, what man has to do is to make sure they are safe and secure. Yes. What, the, what do you tell women to do about men? Excellent question. What I tell women to do, well, first I tell them what's the issue for them. And then I tell them what to do with that issue. So for women, women's greatest strength and biggest problem is the same exact thing depending on how they use this thing I'm about to say. So the biggest problem, the biggest gift that men, women have for men, and at the same, the biggest problem that they cause for men is based on the fact that women have an unrealistic view in understanding and expectation of men. Women don't know men. Women think that we're something different. They either think we're a hero or a frog. They have unrealistic wow. perception. They have an unrealistic perception of men. They either think we could do stuff that we're not even possibly able to do, or they think we can't do nothing and we're a failure and they want to throw us under the bus and kick us to kick sand in our face. So they either woman, think we are, we are a lion or a hero, or they yeah, think we are a frog. Right. There's no in-between for women. The best in-between, <laughs> let me tell you, the best in-between, the best you're going to get is in-between is you're her friend. You're her buddy. That's the best, that's the closest thing to being in-between. Friend or buddy? Yeah, you know, like, I don't want to date you, but we can be friends. That's the best you're yeah. gonna get out of a woman. That's the that's the that's the um that's in between hero and garbage is friend. Then now you have a use, but not much. When you're a woman's friend, you know, for women that that, that you know that don't know themselves, right? If you're just a friend, yeah. you're just a friend. All you are is a yeah. spy to give to give her information so that she can learn how to get the guy she wants. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when guys are friends, they just use you until you run away. Yeah. But otherwise, you're either either a hero and a god, or you're uh, a frog and a dog who need to be put out in the doghouse. Yeah. So now, why that's both great and terrible is because women's greatest gift to us is to listen the greatness out of us. They pay attention to us, and they believe in us so much, we start believing in what they believe in about us. Can you repeat this again? They believe what, in uh, us. 
Well, well, when a woman thinks we're a hero and we could do no wrong, which is unrealistic, but still that's how they see us, then they believe in us. They believe we could do things for so long that we don't believe in. We start believing their belief in us. Mm-hmm. And then we start doing what they believe we can do because we end up living up to their expectations. Mm-hmm. They raise our expectations of ourselves because their expectations have nothing to do with reality <laughs> when it comes to men. And so when a woman believes in a man, she believes in a man more than a man believes in the man. And then he ends up he ends up becoming who she sees him as. She raises mm-hmm. him up. Yeah. On the uh, on the is other it, hand, is it re- is it really because they believe the men more than the men and they see to it, or is is it uh, is it really they believe the men more than the men, or they see to it, or is it like like uh, not real, like uh, they, is it because they're unreal? They have an unrealistic view of who men are. Okay, so they are unrealistic. Have yeah, the, the unrealistic they're, expectations. By believing yes. those unrealistic expectations, they make the man who the man is. And those right. unrealistic expectations can be either in a pitfall of seeing as a lion or a hero who can do anything for them, or yes. a useless crook or a dog that has to be caged. <laughs> right. Disgusting. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The same thing, Jesus. whether positive or negative, is the same difference. It's, it's okay, how can, a man, how can a man deal with this? Yeah, yeah, like how can you change if they are seeing you? I don't know how the, she was seeing me. Uh, I don't know if she has such issues. We have other issues. Obviously, she had some. Obviously, we had some unworkability. That's why she had she ended up cheating, right? Yeah. And um, obviously, she ended up cheating is that she lost faith in me at some point. Yeah, you right. became one of her. You became a dog that belonged in a doghouse, right? Yeah, yeah. I became you a became frog a, at some point. You became, yeah, you became a frog. Yeah, you you became a frog, right? Yeah. So at some point that happened for her, and she actually, uh, I was not in her space uh, that important to her because she made a meaning out of me. So how can a man deal with a woman if the woman has an occurring of a man? that she is disappointed, the line that she was thinking about in her unrealistic world. How can a man deal with that? Excellent question. Excellent. You got two options. You either um, find somebody who wants to live their life the same way you do, or you just, you you leave them alone. (laughs) Because if you're with somebody who thinks you're a dog, who thinks you're a frog, chances are you're not, you don't want to live the same kind of life that she does. Chances are. And if you don't want you're to not live living the, same the life, you're not living the life the uh, same as the life that she does? Yeah, so remember in the first session I talked about, you know, the highest aspiration for a life, right? And the difference yeah, was like, yeah. was, you know, either making a difference or adventure or family or mm-hmm, religion, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. right? So if you are about making a difference and she's about family, 
you will eventually be a dog. You can't recover from that. You will eventually become a frog because you're not paying enough attention to family because you're over there making a difference on people. Yeah. So, so you want to find, uh, find, find... Finding somebody and leaving them alone is kind of like the same, no? Like yeah, finding somebody when you're you with her or, or, uh, or uh, leave them alone, just leave them alone. Like, yes. like break up with them in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were somebody that thinks you're a frog, it's almost impossible to bring that back around and have you turn back into a hero. It's possible, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to spend any time trying to figure that one out, bro. <laughs> like, go find somebody that wants to play go with you. Go find somebody else. Don't deal with the crap. <laughs> right. That's what you're see, saying. Because, yeah, see, because if you're with somebody who, who can't believe in you, then you're with somebody mm-hmm that doesn't know how to bring out the best in you, even if you were doing everything, their belief in you depends on your actions, not their belief in you. Does that communicate? You're not with somebody that doesn't bring the best in you, and then you said something else. Yeah, so if you're with a woman that sees you as a frog, she's basing her opinion of you on your results and on your actions, not on who you are fundamentally as a human being. Mm-hmm. And so if she doesn't know how to make a difference with you to bring you back to your, you know, greatness mm-hmm. or to see you as great, you don't really necessarily want to be with a woman who don't see you as great anyhow. Not really. Yeah. And chances are she doesn't have the maturity or the stability to be able to see that you can be great and you're just not right this minute. So, like, a wise woman, for example, a wise woman would see the God in you, recognize God made you for a particular purpose, and just because you haven't figured it out yet doesn't make mean that God was wrong in creating you. Mm-hmm. the creator, right? So, you know, find what's great about this person, get them in touch with it so they can be the hero that they always wanted to be anyhow. See, if a woman doesn't know how to bring the greatness out of you, then yeah. she's, then what's happening is she's surrendering herself to circumstances. She's living her life based on circumstances, not her commitment. Yeah. Does that communicate? Yeah, yeah. This is interesting. You know, like my brother, for example, yeah. uh, he's with his wife. They have a child, not even a not, not at all. And she's a woman who doesn't know herself and uh, always unhappy. Hmm. And I can see too that uh, she, does, she doesn't see the greatness in him. She's very jealous and all the things. I can see right now that the relationship is it's not going to work for too long. And even if it works, they're going to be unhappy to people. And they have a right. child. So yeah. I feel sorry for the guy. But, of course, in the end, I can't tell her or him what to do. Right. However, uh, it's, a, it's a pity, you know. It's a tough yeah. I, I like that. I mean, before making a child, I want to be sure that woman is going to carry me along the way and I will carry her along the way. And she's not going to make me wrong. I'm not going to make, make her wrong. That's that's it. Yes. Even if I would have a child, most likely, you know, knowing this, I would 
form in the relationship even though I have a child because uh, it's not going to add value to me. It's not going to add value to her. It's going to bring more problems and the kid is going to grow up in a problem environment. Got it. All right, good. So now. Isn't it so? Now. So, uh, I'll yeah, say I mean, that again. Say that again. I mean, if the woman is not going to see the greatness in you, and if it's always going to be bringing problems, and if she's seeing you continue to frog, and she's just with you because you have a child together, and the relationship doesn't go anywhere better, and there's no point to stay in the relationship even if you have a child. Yeah, well, the only way, the only reason is worth staying in a relationship that's terrible when you have a child is, is when you have children and you want to make sure that those children are raised healthy. That's the only yeah. reason to stay in a bad relationship. Anything else, get out. Or yeah, better or yeah. better learn how to choose wisely in the first place. Yeah. Which is, you know, what we're doing here. Yeah. Um so um so I'm going to move on from here, unless you got anything else you want to ask. Um, no, I got it. I got good, it very well. Yeah, great, great, great. <laughs> so now, what I want you to, what I want to leave you with on this part of the conversation. Who the heck is yeah. calling? Oh, I'm, oh man, my aunt's calling me. I got to call her a little later. Um, so what I want to leave you with uh, is that um, you want to look at your woman and really all women as if you were watching a video game, as if you were watching basketball and you was replaying the game. You want to study them because they ain't even studying themselves. And you want to be able to uh, analyze and to some degree anticipate what's going on because that's how you're going to be able to keep her safe and secure by looking at what's important to her like that. And now the three tools you're going to be using for making that happen is comparison, comparing you to her, comparing her to other women, comparing her to humanity in general. You're going to use comparison, right? So in the absence of hot, there's no cold. So you want to use that, number one. Number two, you want to observe, study, like the video game, right? And then three, you want to be curious. You want to start asking yourself questions. Why did she do that? What was she thinking? But don't make yourself get an answer immediately. Let the answer come to you. Ask the question and then wait, even if it takes a few weeks to get your answer. Let the answer come to you. Don't try to make an answer. Let the answer come to you. Sometimes it will happen immediately. But mostly it will happen after the fact. You may even forget that you asked the question when the answer comes. That will be okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'll leave you with that. That's the uh, that's the first part of this this uh, two part session here, which is understanding gender differences. That's not the yeah. I, like next the next session. I will tell you the top twenty differences. But right now, I just want you to understand how important knowing the differences are, and the number one difference, which is safety and security for women, success for men and how it looks on the court. So I wanted to give you that. Uh, but now what I'm going to do is I want to talk to you about what to do about it. Now that you understand something about how the differences impact you and the fact that they are and the fact that you can't ignore them, now I'm going to tell you about how to make that work in a relationship. Yeah. So 
what you need to do is understand, once you understand there's gender differences, then you need to understand something else, which is you have to understand the nature of relationships and how to use them. So relationships have a basic fundamental design, and um, you get to use them uh, a certain way. And if you don't use them this way, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> you, you just are. So uh, let me just go into this. The, uh, the nature of relationships is that relationships are three-dimensional. There's three aspects, three sides to a relationship. There's you, there's your partner, and then there's the space in between called the relationship. Each entity within the relationship needs to be nurtured, but in different ways. Each partner needs to nurture the three entities in different ways. So the way you take care of those three parts is different than the way your woman is going to take care of those three parts, and they're good, they're complementary. It works. It makes a complete circle. Let me just tell you what they are. For a man, of the three dimensions, which is you, your partner, and the space in between called the relationship, your job is to take care of your partner first, the relationship second, you last. For women, the women's the way women need to take care of those three parts is women need to take care of the relationship first, you second, and then herself. So for men, it's okay. his, his woman, the relationship, him. For women, it's the relationship, him, her. Yeah. And I'm going to explain to you what that looks like. Okay? Yeah. Women, women have a need to feel safe and secure. So what serves her part of the relationship is to take care of the relationship first and foremost. Taking care of him is important, but taking care of the relationship is more important because men generally don't know how to take care of the relationship. <laughs> Certainly not as much as a woman knows how to take care of a relationship. Women focus on feelings, intimacy, and communication, whereas men, with their need to be successful, are naturally more focused on making things happen and being the hero, whether they're conscious of it or not. This is the main, though far from being the only reason, why women serve their relationship and partner best by taking care of the needs of the relationship. So if a man tries to take care of the relationship, he's going to fail because he ain't as good at talking, at expressing feelings and making sure everybody knows that every, what everybody's doing. We're too busy doing stuff and then giving you the rewards. So since she wants the relationship to be great, she needs to make sure that the relationship is great, so she needs to focus on the relationship first, him second, and then herself. Now, for men, their job and natural, and natural abilities point them in the direction of making sure things are working. That means watching their women to see that she's being taken care of, that she's taking care of herself, and that she's happy in addition to feeling safe and secure. Men don't have the same need for communication and, and intimacy as women do. When men need it, they need it completely, but not as often as women do. 
this doesn't apply to sex, of course. <laughs> but then yeah. not sex is not the same thing as intimacy, though sex <laughs> promotes and makes intimacy available, but it's not, you know, right? Okay, because of this, he could take his eyes off of the relationship. And he stopped paying attention to the relationship to some degree, but he could never take his eyes off his woman. The moment he she realizes that he's taking his eyes off of her, she'll feel hurt, unimportant, and scared because she knows he's not watching out for what could go wrong. That means he's not on duty. That means he can't possibly keep her feeling safe or secure or actually have her be safe and secure. And for a woman, that doesn't care. That doesn't work at all, at all. <laughs> so if you're not paying attention to her, you know what she's thinking? If a lion was coming to eat me, he wouldn't be there to save me, and I'd be dead. And he must not think I'm that important. Does he love me, really? If he really loved me, he would keep his eye on me at all times. He would always be thinking about me. That's the kind of women want to know if you're thinking about them. Make sense? Uh, makes sense. But can we talk a little bit about this? I'm not. Uh, I don't. I want to be very comfortable about this. So what you're right. saying is, uh, when and men. Well, we said that the, uh, the nature of the relationship has three aspects. You heard in the space in which the relationship is. So for right. men, naturally, the first priority is to take care of her, and then relationship, yes. and, and themselves. What yes. what women tend to do is they take they look at the relationship first. Right. Towards men, if the intimacy is there, you know, there is right. good feelings, great communication, that's more important to them. Uh, they focus on that more. The presence of the relationship for a woman is more important than how the man is or how she is herself. But how is well, the man, uh, how she is safe and secure, how she is more important than the way the relationship is or himself. Is it like that? Kind of like that. The way you said it, the words weren't landing at 100%. So let me give you a, a tangible example because I recognize sure. how, how useful they are, right? So do you, ever yeah. used to watch, do you ever used to watch the Cosby show? Yeah. Right? Bill Cosby was killing. It was a great show. It was the number one show on television for years, right? Loved yeah, it. I, I used to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Bill, he's Cliff. He used to take care of the family by making sure that they had everything and there was order and the rules were being followed. Yeah. But Claire used to make sure that everybody felt great and they were safe. So she made sure that people were talking. She made sure the family was in relationship. Heathcliff made sure that everybody had what they had. He was in charge of the money. She let him run the money, which is not that doesn't happen a whole lot in the family. But yeah, they would make they would make joint financial decisions. But he was in charge of how who got what and how much and all of that stuff. You know, he 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 would spend money on taking her on trips and stuff. So he was he was given permission to run the money, which was running the resources, which was running the operations of the family and the and the marriage. Whereas she was all about the feelings, making sure that her oldest daughter got along with her husband well and making sure that the kids are safe while they grow it up. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she put in the rules and the regulations, and Heathcliff enforced them whenever necessary. Yeah. So 
she was taking care of the relatedness, the connections, and the communication between people. And he was keeping, he was taking care of the operations. One of the things yeah. that scared her is when he wanted to fix something, right? She's like, oh, yeah. my God. Everything he tries to fix needs more fixing, right? But that was, part of, that was a part of him, too. And she even gave him permission to do that. She wouldn't make him wrong. She knew he needed to do it. He just sucked. But she didn't make him wrong about it, right? So yeah. she was responsible for making sure everybody felt right where he was responsible for making sure everybody was successful. That was his focus. And so that dynamic in that TV show is exactly what was going on here. He made sure yeah. she was taken care of. She made sure that the relationship was great. Does that communicate? Did that land? Did you understand it, or did you just disappear? Uh-oh. I'm not going to tell no more jokes on this one, man, but uh, <laughs> let's see what I got here. Um. Uh-oh. Let's see here. Um. All right. So what I'm going to do, I'm just telling you now beforehand, is uh, I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version of what's left. Um, yeah, Cliff Notes version of what's left is the areas of responsibility within the relationship. What you need to do for yourself, what you need to do for your partner, and what you need to do for the relationship. Um, and then I'm also going to say this while you're waiting. I don't know if you can hear me. Or hey, not. Up. hey I'm back. Know. I'm back, sorry. Okay. So how, how yes, can sir. I use this is basically this? Responding to her priorities, knowing that uh, the dynamics of the relationship, communication, feeling, intimacy is kept in the space. That way I can make her feel safe and secure. That's how I can use it, correct? Yeah, you can let her take care of you by letting her take care of the relationship. So the relationship is going to be social. It's going to be communication. You know, it's going to be... You know, the finances is going to be sex. Uh, mm -hmm. It's going to be activity. Let her be in charge of that. Now, she, just she's going to be in charge of that because there's a saying that I have, women say when, men say how, right? So what that looks like is if she says she gives you permission to do something, you can do it any way you want as long as you don't upset her. But even when you're doing it your way, she's the one that gave permission, so she's still in charge even if you're doing it your way. So yeah. when it comes to the relationship, you want to do whatever's going to make her happy by letting her run the relationship, even if that means she's making sure you do what needs to get done because you, whatever you're doing is going to make her happy, which she will put that happiness back into you and into the relationship. It's a cycle. It's a fascinating, never-ending cycle where you take care of her, she takes care of the relationship, the relationship takes care of you, then, you know, you get a chance to take care of you, which allows you to take care of her, which allows her to take care of the relationship, which allows the relationship to take care of you, which allows you to take care of her. It's just, no matter how it's you look cycle. at it, yeah, yeah it's it just, it's, 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 a, cycle. it's a beautiful uh, cycle. Well, this is the cycle. Um, I wonder how it ends up unworkable in this cycle. 
What's the pitfall How, that man has that it doesn't work? Or the woman feel, women feel unfulfilled? Where does man make a mistake? Or how does man doesn't recognize what woman's expectations are in the cycle that women feel insecure? Well, if a, if a man is not watching and listening to her, he's not using his eyes and his ears with her, he's going to miss out on stuff. Every time he misses something, it pisses her off and scares her at the same time. Okay, so the man has to take care of his partner, woman, very well. That's what man's job is. Right. That that's priority, that she's going to be okay. And as long as she's going to be okay, then she's going to be serving for the relationship. And when she's serving for the relationship, it's going to also serve in your well-being. Let me make this simpler for you. Let me make it simpler yeah. for you. You take care of her needs. She takes care of your feelings. Okay. So you have to take care of very well. Yeah, then she's going to take care of your feelings. Right. You take care of her needs. You make sure she got food, money, clothing, shelter. When she leaves the house, nobody's going to hurt her because she's prepared and all that stuff. She's got all the connections. You take care of her physical and financial and emotional needs, and she will take care of your emotions and make you feel like a hero. Mm Mm-hmm. You take care of her needs, she takes care of your emotions. Because the only thing a man needs from a woman is to be emotionally secure, emotionally safe and secure. And so when you take care of all of her needs, she does that for you. And then y'all are like, y'all are like, you know, on the way to Saturn in, a, in, a, in, a, in an airplane. Man. Y'all are like flying unbelievable heights. You know what I mean? Yeah. I you, take care yeah. Of her, you take care of her needs, she takes care of your feelings. And that makes you want to keep doing her needs, which makes her want to keep taking care of your feelings, and it's a never-ending cycle, bro. I got it. So this is how the dynamics of the relationship is. Yeah. The moment you ignore her needs, she's going to be feeling she's not taken care, she's going to feel insecure, and it's not going to serve for the relationship. Right. Yeah, she's going to think you don't care enough to pay attention. Yeah. That, That translates to you don't care. Yeah. So you take care of her needs. She takes care of your feelings. The relationship, and by the way, let me tell you about the relationship itself. So that's the next thing. Yeah. So um, I'm going to, and I'm going to email you something um, when, when we're done. It's going to be uh, a list of the areas of responsibility within romantic relationships. So areas of responsibility. I'm not going to okay. go over it now. It's not necessary for me to go over it now. I'm going to email yeah. it to you. It's a, it's a list. So okay. um, I'll just tell you briefly, there's things that you need to take care of for yourself that you're fully responsible for yourself, and so is she. Then there's things that you're responsible for that's for the, taking care of your partner. And then there's, there's things that you both are responsible for as far as the relationship is concerned. I'll send you this email. I'm not going to go over to it because it's too detail-oriented. And, you know, like that. But what I will do is I will tell you that there's three parts, right? There's you, there's your partner, there's the relationship, right? You said that already? Yes. Yep. The, relationship, the relationship has two parts. The relationship is two-dimensional. The space in between has two parts to it. It's um, both emotional and physical. So emotional and physical. I, right. So how I say it is, 
relationships are part business, part baby. What I mean by that is the business part is all operations. The business part is this is what we got to get done. So we got a flat tire. That's part of the business of the relationship. Fix the tire. You know, uh, lights went out. Go get some more money so we can turn the lights back on, right, whatever. So there's the business part. That's where breakdowns occur. That's where happiness and operational experiences work, right, where life works or doesn't. That's completely unemotional. It's just about things. Then there's the other part called baby, part baby. You got to look at the emotions, pay attention to the emotions of the relationship the way you would a two-week-old. You can never take your eyes off of the emotional side of the relationship. You got to be 100% present, and even if you're sleeping, you got to have your alarm on ready when you wake up or be ready to be woken up. So a relationship has two parts. It has the physical side, which is like a business, and it's got the emotional side, which is like an infant. You could be completely unemotional about the business side, the functional side, but you got to be completely emotional and completely responsible for the emotions of the baby side. You can take your eyes off of the emotional side of the relationship about as much as you can take your eyes off of a two-week-old infant. Yeah. Does that communicate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why you got to pay attention to her because she'll take care of the baby part if you take care of the business part, generally speaking. Now, there are some relationships where the guy handles the emotions and the girl handles the things. That sometimes happens. That's why you yes. got to know who you are and you got to know you got to be around somebody who knows who they are. Because yes. sometimes the roles reverse because that's who you naturally are, right? Yeah. But yes. you still have to pay it, but you still have to Yeah, pay I, I I have friends that the woman that makes more money so the guy is taking care of the house. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah. 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 So um uh, let's see here. Um, I'm going to run through this real quick. Um, yeah, because I'm just going to. All right, so the baby viewpoint is all about keeping your attention on the emotions of the three aspects of the relationship, you, the emotional aspects of you, the emotional aspects of your partner, and the emotional aspects of the relationship. The emotional side of the relationship is completely personal and the best way to manage it is to look at it like, like ever vigilant and to make sure that you know the impact your ways of being have on the relationship and have on your partner. So you do things, you have to be present to the emotional impact it's going to have on your partner. If you don't, you're not paying attention to the baby side of the relationship. So the, the emotional side, the baby side of the relationship here are some of the areas for you to pay attention to. I will send you this list as well. I'm just going to go through it real quick, okay? Yeah. The emotional side of the relationship, you need to pay attention to emotional outbursts. Ah, I don't understand what happened. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Emotional outbursts, <laughs> sadness, yeah. re- rejection, trust, sex and intimacy, romance or lack thereof, respect, or acknowledgement, or lack thereof. Your actions, the actions of your partners, and sometimes the unexpected, 
will impact the emotions of both of each of you and both of you. How you deal with the emotions that come up will determine the quality of your relationship. So you got to have standards, emotional standards, like your principles, right? you got to know what your principles are so that you can handle the emotional side of your relationship more consistently. That's why it's so important to know who you are and know what principles you live your life by because when you do, you will go back to them when you have emotional upsets. They will be like your compass for going getting through the tough times in your life and in your relationship. Does that communicate? Yeah. Good. Dealing with the emotions are determining the quality of the relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I get right. it. Now, yeah, great. Now, as a business, leaders and owners look for solutions to problems, m- metrics to see what can and needs to be improved, and does research to make sure what they think is accurate is indeed accurate. That's how you run a business, right? They treat their business as a math equation. That's how business owners run their businesses when they're successful, right? Yeah. Yeah. The business viewpoint of relationship is all about the world of things that impact relationships. Those things should be treated as objectively and businesslike and impersonal as possible. This includes, but not limited to, money, family and social relationships, business, I mean, home environment, health and fitness, you know, anything that resides in the world of things. This is because things can impact emotions, but only if you let them. By looking at what by looking at what can be dealt with unemotionally, you'll free up your mind to see clearly what needs to be handled. Because when you get emotionally triggered, you can't see everything. So when you're dealing with the world of things, even if it's unexpected and disappointing, you got to shut your emotions down long enough for you to solve the problem. Otherwise, it will take that much longer to solve the problem, which means your woman will be unsafe and insecure, which means you'll have more problems. So you just want to go in and handle the problems as soon as possible, as clean as possible, as quickly as possible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Be great. Um, by looking at what can be dealt with unemotionally, you free up your mind to see clearly what needs to be handled and then just go handle it. Like a business who needs more sales, look at the functionality of your relationships without emotions and you'll be more productive and happy in the long run. The reason why I use sales in particular is because most businesses don't say, people don't like me. That's how come they're not making sales. No. They go get a sales expert who does metrics, who does marketing, and then they come up with some solutions and they try these new solutions. The business owner does not say, does not take it personal that they're not making sales. They may worry that they're not making sales, but they never take it personal that they're not making sales. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so if your relationship is not working, don't take it personal. Look and see what you could do to fix it. Take your emotions out of it because there's a possibility that the business side of the relationships could help to restore the emotional side. Because when you have emotional, when you have physical breakdowns, they often upset people emotionally, especially people who have not been in this program. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Say it again. If you're said, being emotional. Yeah, people, people, normally what happens is you get a flat tire, you know, 
like it's a flat tire, but also it's like a disappointment. Right? You drive and you get a flat tire, right? What yeah. people say when you get a flat tire? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and emotions get in, emotions get into play too when you say oh shit, right? Right. Matter of fact, the emotions is what made you say oh shit, right? If they would do, if we were playing Family Feud, that that that, that game where you know you get the they do you know. Uh, the number one answer for this question is, uh, if somebody said, what's the number one answer for what people say when they get a flat tire, the number one answer would be, oh, shit. <laughs> the number two yeah. answer would be, the number two answer would be, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. they get emotional about something that's non-emotional. Yeah, absolutely. So, right, so the more you can remain unemotional, around something that's emotional, the more you're likely to uh, be able to handle that thing and take care of the emotions. Yeah. So if you uh, deal with the... Yeah, go ahead. It's kind of uh, right now theoretical, right? Yes. But uh, in practice, it will be interesting, I think. Totally. <laughs> so I have a saying that you can use to support you in getting this good grounded. You ready? Yes. The saying is, feelings are terrific servants, terrible masters. Let me say it again. Feelings, emotions, I say feelings rather than emotions. Feelings are terrific servants, terrible masters. When you are yeah. managing, when you're mastering your feelings, they become your servant. You happy. When you have your feelings running you, you're a slave to your feelings, you're in trouble because your feelings can't tell what's going to be the outcome of expressing them. Yeah. So the, the more you know you, yeah, the more you know yourself, the more you'll be able to understand um, how to master your emotions because you'll be like, that's not who I really am. I'm like this. And it'll be your compass for operating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, uh, what I see is I'm, I, I think I'm really emotional, I think. I'm a little well, emotional and sensitive guy. and. Um, and uh, I think I don't, this is something I see that I didn't act, act like a business. Like functionality-wise, mm -hmm. to have a functional relationship, look, when she, makes me, when she says something that hurts me, I was getting hurt. In fact, what I should have done is I should have looked what doesn't work here instead of yeah. being upset. And how can I make it work? that would have fixed her emotions. Right. There's an unworkability for her or, or a complaint, right? Right. Or if there's something that doesn't work, for me and for her, I have to deal with it unemotionally because eventually it's not going to work. <laughs> right? Exactly. Being, being emotional doesn't work where you have to be reasonable, logical, and, and create well, a functional result. In the areas where emotions are important, emotion, being emotional works big time. 
In the areas where emotions just get in the way, emotions get in the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, in the areas where you need to be clear-minded, clear-headed, emotions don't work. But in the areas where thinking doesn't make a difference, you want to give yourself over to your emotions. Like sitting yeah. there looking at your woman in the eye, you don't want to be thinking about that. You just want to feel that experience and then love her. Turn your brain yeah. off, tell it to shut up, and just love her. But in the moments yeah. where you get a you get a flat tire, you know, or or you know, you lost your check, your paycheck, you know, you gotta be you gotta you know, be as clear minded as possible to find solutions to these breakdowns yeah. that happen. Yeah. So, so that's that. Um, when we speak next week, let me know where you know when. I'll go through what I call the top 20 differences between men and women, which will help you with this a lot more. Okay. But what I really want you to know is how women interact in relationships and how men interact with relationships. We cover that tremendously. As a matter of fact, this conversation is going to make it way easier for you um, to understand the top 20 differences between men and women. It's really going to be, it's okay. really going to be awesome. So I'll okay. be happy to you know, go, go with you over that. So, uh, okay. Anything you know, so what what are you walking away understanding better now that that you heard this than you did before? Today, you at it. yeah, today, yeah. Well, um, it, it's really good to see that if you become a dog or a frog in her eyes, <laughs> yes, uh, there's much not you, there's not much that you can do, and. Uh, that that's something like how a woman operates in a way that uh, the gender difference, right? Like she wants to be secure, safe and secure. And if you're not seeing that she's safe and secure, you have a problem, you know, right. that's something to monitor. And uh, the moment, I mean, if she's feeling safe and secure, then uh, everything is going to work. I mean, there's no, there's no need to be, uh, there's no need for unworkability. In our case, but she, she come from uh, her father, and she, her father, they were very poor when they were young, when they were kids. But her father has become very successful in her, his business, and they they were rich. Like he had three factories, more than 200 employees, and uh, she was doing export there. And she's making a lot of money too. But I'm an employee in a company, and I don't have the comfort of her father, the way she's treating her, right? because I'm an employee in a company and I cannot be as relaxed or as comfortable as she was spending. So I was always concerned when we are spending money, right? Because yeah. she enjoys spending my money than hers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, not even able to take care of myself. I couldn't buy a car because I was paying for other things, you know? And uh, I spend money for marriage. I go buy a nice family link for her instead of buying me a car, you know? Like, I did all those things for her to make her happy. And you know what? In the end, I become more concerned uh, just to make her comfortable. But I think she took it granted that I'm, I have money. I can pay for more kind of thing. And when I'm concerned, maybe she doesn't feel safe and secure. Uh, instead of going and seeing a private doctor, I ask her to use our insurance, which is cheaper. But she was very uncomfortable because her father always never use insurance, they always find private doctors, private facilities, and pay more. And when I said mm. this to her, she, was, she had a breakdown. And she go tell her mother, everyone wants me to use my insurance to go see a, a regular uh, private or state hospital and use my insurance 
and some some hospitals, private hospitals, don't accept insurance. You understand what I mean? So yeah. she was uncomfortable in that manner. But uh, maybe what I should have done was I should I should have been more um, honest with her about my concerns rather than keeping it to myself and be concerned and not letting her know. Uh, kind of maybe it would have maybe it would have make a difference. You gotta understand, not, yeah. not 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 letting a woman know what's going on for you. Yeah, um, you got to be responsible for that because it's like a balance. Some yeah. things you don't want her to know. Some things you she you need her to know, not because you want her to know, but you'll. Um, so let me sort of like this: the things that you, the things that you don't want her to know is the stuff that you don't know how to fix. Kind of like stuff that's going to trigger her or stuff that won't make the relationship any better by knowing. And, you know, there is very little, very little that fits that description, but there's a couple of things, and I don't know what they are off the top of my head, so I can't give you anything specific right this second. Um, You also don't want to tell her, you also don't want to tell her about the surprises and the mysteries that you're creating for her because then it spoils the fun, right? So you can't say that, right, obviously. But, um, But when a woman finds out and you didn't say something to her that was important to her, and she finds out without you, she thinks you don't trust her, and you might be making mistakes. And so now she doesn't feel partnership with you. So you got to be responsible for, you know, there's some times when you need to have, like, some real conversations. And if you've got a woman that's really on your side, you can handle those kind of conversations. Have have yeah. you ever um have you ever seen um a beautiful mind? Yeah, that movie. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Long time ago, but yeah, I've seen that. She was feeling unsafe and insecure, but she loved him, and she could not see him as anything but a hero. She even tapped, talked herself back into looking at him as a hero when she was seeing him as a frog. I'm not a hundred percent sure she ever really saw him as a frog, really. I don't really think yeah. so. Yeah, she she always believed in him. That's exactly the best gift that a woman has for a man. Yeah, she always believed in him. Believed in him that something is possible, you know. Even when he couldn't believe in himself. Absolutely, and yes. that made the relationship work out. Yes, he couldn't help it. She had to do it. Yeah, it was traumatic, but yes. Yes. It was a blessing in the long run. They could look at all the things that they overcame together and experience it as a blessing. But, yeah, it was painful, man. I wouldn't want that. I don't even know if I could handle that, but she could. And that's but I couldn't handle that, too. I mean, she, the guy had schizophrenia or something like that. Yeah. In in my case, uh, she's bipolar, and I couldn't handle. Right. I mean, I really couldn't handle that. I mean, that's torture, you know? Like, you yeah. sleep with someone, and you wake up with someone else. You sleep with someone, and even if to a, even if you put hot water and cold water, hot water and cold water to a rock continuously, it will break apart, man. <laughs> Got it. I totally see that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, anything else you want to say in closing? Thank you, and uh, um, we have a progress. I have a now. I have new openings for me in the area of female and male gender differences. <laughs> yes, I mean, I do. know that all the women are insecure, but I didn't know 
how to deal with it in the long term. You know, yes. my conversation was, yes, all women are insecure, but once you make them safe and secure, that's okay. And then you can take everything granted and you can be however you like and don't even care. Like, don't have to pay too much attention because now you're married and now you have the trust built. And, but I think uh, <laughs> a, a relationship is like a flower and you have to continuously monitor, observe, and make sure and take care of each other. Uh, there is no way you're going to leave a, um, a hole in the back just because you're married. You cannot take everything, anything granted. Literally, Nothing. you cannot take anything granted just because you're married and you have an established uh, relationship. And things can be really terrible in time if you really don't take care of the relationship. Basically, if you don't, if, as a man, if you don't take care of the woman, <laughs> she could do crazy yep. stuff. <laughs> and in my case, well, she did. <laughs> Yeah, boy, <laughs> it can be so ugly, so quick, it's scary. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't understand one thing, though, Connie, that she yeah. told me, like, she had this affair, and she told me she met the guy Friday, he insisted so much, and and she said, what the heck, our relationship doesn't work anyway, and she had an affair, right? And then she comes to me, and she said to me, Erin, now you can leave me, when I tell you what happened, you're going to leave me without looking back. And she was smiling, and it occurred to me like very mean. And, and then when I started listening to her, maybe she said, I should talk to my doctor first before I tell you. And I made her comfortable, and she told me that she's an affair. And she wasn't having like any sorrow, upset. And she told me like, when you come to pick me up from the airport, if you come with the flowers, maybe I would have regret. But he didn't do that, so I don't regret. Oh. She speak like this to me, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, shit. Like, how could you do that? I'm thinking, right? And then when I told her about where I'm standing in the relationship, how terrifying, unexpected for me what she has done, and when I told her, like, this is how much committed for our relationship. I'm taking care of the two kids like my own. You know, I did this and that, everything, right? And yeah. how could you hurt me? Like, how could you have done that? And you had my ring in your finger. Right? And you know that I didn't buy a car to myself when I moved to Turkey. I'd rather buy you an expensive ring, right? Mm. To make you happy. And you had that ring in your finger. You still didn't think of me and you had an affair with someone. And I said to her, now how could you do that to me? Yeah. Then she started being emotional. Then she, then she become present to the impact of what she has done. And then she started crying. And she said, I'm sorry. Uh, please forgive me. And you know, blah, blah, blah. And the next morning, we keep talking about it. And the Monday morning, we drive to the court and she was still crying on the way. And then she ended up saying, I want the best for you, you know, and she didn't resist anymore. or She didn't do anything to save the relationship. She just followed the, you know, uh, the thing, uh, the, the road that takes us to the divorce. And one weekend, I went home to pick up my stuff. And I asked, she left the house to give me the keys, and she didn't come that night. And I asked her where she's staying. She said, I'm staying with my mom. But however, I found out later that she fly to Germany for one night, and she had a fair in Germany, right? And I found out later on. And she was still, in her way, trying to be with me when we see, and I see her in the court. She was telling me, let's go for a vacation together. You know, like she was always like, how are you doing, and blah, blah. And at the same time, she lied to me. And when I asked her, why did you lie to me? And she said to me, what happened when I say you do too? 
you know, you divorced me. You understand what I mean? Yeah. She was a bit manipulative. So there are a lot of things that are left me confused. In one way, she's crying uh, or she, she's asking, she wants to stay with me. And in one way, she's going flying with the guy. It's just so confusing, you know, everything she does. I mean, there, there are so many things that I'm still not present to, like why she did it or how she did it. You understand what I mean? Yeah. I was thinking maybe it's an affair uh, and uh, she wouldn't, like if I would have an affair with someone who, whom I don't care at all, I would have done anything to make, to, uh, to, to, to make her happy or to make her forgive me or uh, I try to restore her broken heart, whatever I could, you know? But she yeah. hasn't done anything. And plus she lied to me and she went to Germany and obviously and I look at her credit card details, she didn't buy the ticket. So obviously the guy bought the ticket and take her to Germany and she spent the night with him. And she hasn't been honest to me even during the breakup period. You understand what I mean? Yep. So maybe she was just, when I, when I, when I make her present to where I'm standing in the uh, relationship and when she compared it how she was relating to me, Maybe she had a breakdown in the story or the whatever she made up about us was not real to her. You understand what I mean? And then she become she became present to the reality when I say to her, and maybe she just felt uh, guilty. That's why maybe she told me, you know, forgive me, I want to continue with you. On the other hand, when I left house, when I start divorce process, she go ahead with the guy and she hide it even from me. Right? Yep. So obviously, uh, she wasn't really, uh, like, it wasn't, I don't know, I'm just, what I'm thinking is just, uh, she doesn't know what she's doing, maybe, you know? I told her doctor. Well, I was getting ready to say, was what I'm present to is, she really yeah. wasn't present to, like, what the impact, she didn't know herself well enough to be able to not do that stuff. Yeah. So a lot, see, a lot, here's what happens, you know, I'll, I'll say this real quick, is that, yeah, when people don't know who. When people don't know who they are, they make decisions that they say to themselves. Let's see. That's in the background. Let's see. I wonder if this is going to work. I think this will work. <laughs> you know, I think this will yeah. work. Let's see something like that, right? As mm -hmm. opposed to, you know, just being straight about does it work or not, you know. It's, it's funny. It's 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 like weird. It's like they don't know, so they'll try it out, and then later on they'll be like, "Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time," or "Dag, I didn't know that was a mistake," or "I shouldn't have done it if I'd have really thought about it." And so people have these thoughts that happen after the fact that are um, hints, that are um, uh, metrics that tell you they don't know who they are. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done that. And sometimes people do things that they regret for the rest of their life based off of curiosity or, you know, a lack of clarity or, you know, just being blinded and closed-minded. That's why I say feelings are terrific service but terrible masters. You know, I, I, I'll say something that I saw that was extreme. Uh, yeah. There was, a, there was a, 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 a racial murder in 2011 by three young white guys who killed a black guy. They beat him up badly, and then they ran over him in the car to celebrate doing it to a black guy in Mississippi. Yeah. And 
everybody says these guys are pretty good guys, but they just did something because the history around them, the people around them, you know, prejudice and whatnot, even though they went to the school and a couple of them was apparently on a high school football team or something and, you know, was playing with black guys on the same team, right? But they ended up killing this guy because of how they felt, not because of who they really are. And they're going to spend the rest of their life in jail based on following their feelings and letting their feelings master them. And so your, your, your ex did the same thing with you, and that's what happens, man. We, we get a feeling. We don't know if it's really us or not because we're not present to who we are. Yeah. And then next thing you know, we're doing stuff, and then we're regretting it later, and we're either making excuses, justifying, defending, or whatever else, anything except for owning up and learning the lesson. Yeah. You know, but the, but but when you're present to what you're committed to, that drives your actions. And then there's only so much trouble you're going to get as long as you remember what you're committed to. But you mm -hmm. got to know what it is and then remember it. And so that's why knowing who you are, what principles you live your life by is the first thing. And then everything else gets easier, but not necessarily easy until you've mastered it. Then it becomes easy, and you still will make mistakes sometimes, but just not big ones and just not that many. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so that's that's where we are. And, um, well, I mean, uh, it was a turbulence for me in a way, uh, but how, when I, even when I think of it, like when I'm saying to you, I, uh, it's just crazy, but uh, life happens, you know, and, you have to be responsible for yourself. I mean, yeah. I thought many times, did I do the wrong thing not to forgive her at that time? Yeah. Sometimes I question. Well, if yeah. I would have forgive, the things would be okay, or things would be better, or worse, I'm not sure. So when you're not sure about something, better not to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the other thing. See, yeah? it's, not, it's not really an issue of forgiveness. It's really just an issue of what works and what doesn't work. Because, you, you know, you can feel the pain, but at some point you'll forgive her only if to give you release from the pain. But it won't change yeah. her whether you forgive her or not. That's not going to change her. she got to deal with her own self, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, whether you forgive her or not, you still got to make your life workable. So this is an impersonal thing that happened to you personally because she personally yeah. did to you. So it's like personal, but really... It's not personal because the odds are she'd have done it, uh, you know, being in any relation with anybody else with this guy because that's who she is right now because she don't know she's not that person right now. Yeah. Does that communicate? Well, yeah. I mean, she did something because she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't, right. she's not present to her commitment for a relationship. Right. So there's a lot of unclarity for her, and she did what she did. She's learning, and she's learning something new out of her experience or her feelings that she followed. Right. Yeah, but uh, uh, sometimes I think, though, on the other way, the payoff to me, like I spent, I made an investment emotionally, financially on her, on this relationship, and it just all became nothing in the end. So that kind of like leaves me. Uh, with a lot of disappointment and sometimes grief and anger and all those things. 
but this happens because when I'm emotional. But when you think of uh, what we get out of today, when I think of this is like a business. Is this a functional relationship? No. So you have to take care of it as like a business if you take care of. You have to have a functional life. Is this relationship serving you to have a functional life? No. So just end it. Simple. Yeah. You don't have to get lost in the, in the emotions, right? Right. That's what, we, that's what we are doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you do it with compassion, right? So you don't act like a jerk about it. But, you know, you're like, listen, this is not working. Let's make this work <laughs> or, let's, or let's leave it alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's not as simple as that. So, yeah. All right. So, that's all, all I right, got. Man. Yeah. So, let me know when you get a chance, you know, when it works for you. Uh, every so way you reach I, out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I have a question. First, I will check if the situation is okay there. But since I'm arriving on Wednesday, the only time I can check uh, is on Wednesday night. So, let's consider our call to be on Thursday instead of Wednesday. So I know by Wednesday evening that if it works for me or not, because we're going to be with friends and skiing during the day, it will be rushed to me to be there at 7 p.m. to test and everything. Yeah. So is it okay to schedule it for uh, Thursday? And sure. Thursday, Thursday uh, we may have some group activity on Thursday evening. Can we do your afternoon sometime? What works for you? Thursday is tough. I gotta be I gotta be in motion around three o'clock. So um, if we can finish before two o'clock on Thursday, my time that works. Otherwise, we should either do Tuesday or Friday. Okay, let's let's look at Friday. What time works okay. for you Friday night? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty flexible right now. Oh, Friday Friday afternoon, not night. <laughs> yeah, Friday. Friday, I'm going to say um, 2 o'clock Friday my time because i got to be somewhere from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. So 2 p.m., okay. my time works. 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Friday, and I will confirm to you by Wednesday or Thursday. Awesome. Thank okay. you. Okay. And if it doesn't work, we can uh, message each other. <coughs> yeah. Maybe it's scheduled for one day. Okay. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. I will come back to you by Thursday afternoon. Your time. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Tony. And I again take your take more of your time. And but uh, this is really uh, valuable. And I, I'm reconciling many things and opening up space for myself. So yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. And by the way, anytime you get some people, send them to me, man, because I can handle more clients. You know. Sure. Uh, sure, I will do that. Uh, do, one second. Do you yeah. do you have a, like a like I call you to meet you and speak to you first, right? <coughs> would you like uh, me to ask some people to call you so you can introduce what they can get out of it? You can listen to them what they want and absolutely, so they can make absolutely. their choice, you know, based on, you know, uh, if they would like to take it or not. Absolutely. Okay. So what I will do is I'll have a friend in D.C. I'll, I'll encourage him to call you to see for himself what he gets. Because he's living a different life and he has a different experience and expectation than what I'm going through. So I don't want yes. to tell them about what I'm going through because it will be funny for them or it will be too simple for them because they have, they have a occurring for what I'm dealing with for themselves and they don't have the issues that I have. You understand what I mean? So I do. I want to keep them um, in an open way that I'm getting a lot out of it. Yes. Like I would like you to, if you're really interested and if you really want to make a difference in this area, I suggest you go, go call Tony, see what you can get. And he's going to, you know, let you know what you can get, and if you like, you can register, right? 
Right. Okay, Love I'll do it. that. Sure. Thank you, and I'll let you know how it goes when he calls. Sure, I'll let I'll let my my, my friend know it. All right. <laughs> Thank you, man. Later. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Bye. Have Have a safe trip. Thank you so much, and uh, enjoy your enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> All right, man. Bye. Uh, bye. Happy Valentine's. <laughs>